I used to have these dreams as a kid. I used to have dreams of my house and I, a circle driveway, how the curtains are, and I used to always see myself getting out of a car with a nice pump, red pump, and I would always be in a skirt business suit and I would just be addressing people. I would just see, I wouldn't see people, but I would see lights in a crowd and I would, I just thought that that meant people when I grew up. But for years I would see that and I never knew what it meant. And I really didn't think it meant anything because the first time that I ever spoke in front of a room, I was so horrible that I didn't even get two words out. I had the, oh, the whole speech and it was so funny because this girl who was clearly a hater, I don't know why she didn't like me, but she just liked to pick on me. But she, I think she liked my kid's father. I think that's what it was. And she was in the audience and she, I could see her waiting for me to get up. She just did a good speech and it was about um, this program that I used to be in that used to come and help me. They taught me how to breastfeed. It was called like midwives. They taught me how to breastfeed. They would make sure that the kid, that I was doing everything right because I was a young mom. So all I had to do was just tell them the stage how great of a program it was. And she just went up and talked. She did a great job. I went up there. You all right? It's probably your throat. It water. is, but it that thing hit because he put the hot, the extra hot. Yeah, say start your next line over because you're gonna have to edit some of that out. I'm telling you now, so just start from the midwives. Okay, so when I um, so the program was basically midwives coming to your house to make sure that you're taking care of your kid because you're a team mom and all that stuff. So anyway, the girl who didn't really mesh with me well. Went up first, she did a great job. I had the whole speech in my mind. Went up there and I went, I, I, I. <laughs> So then the lady, the lady who comes to my house, she tapped me on the shoulder and was like, what she's trying to say is that she loves the program and thank you. And then I sat down and I couldn't see anybody. It was just like, I was so embarrassed that I sucked so bad. And it was horrible, but. I'm, Look at you now. Yeah, I, I went through network marketing. I had the girl who called me ghetto. I had so many different trials. But then Miss Lorraine, actually, the lady who I was telling you about, my one of my business mentors, one day just kind of threw me out there. And I wasn't terror. I wasn't like that. But it, that gave me confidence. She made me feel like I could do it. And then from there on, I love doing it now. I still get nervous. But I do enjoy public speaking. That's weird. Not weird, but I'm glad you brought that up. That actually came up this weekend when I was talking to my other friends about social anxiety. I was telling them, like, people who can't speak in front of a crowd or who are, like, nervous meeting new people, like, that's a foreign concept to me. Because ever since I was a child, especially growing up in church, like, we had youth Sundays there, fourth Sunday, so somebody had to say a scripture, somebody had to say a prayer, somebody had to say the welcome. And I was up there every fourth Sunday doing one of the three. So from the time I could talk, I was speaking in front of people. So when it came time to do it like for work or for school, it like it was nothing to me. Like it was like second nature. And like I, I had to take a, a public speaking class in college. This was really like made me change my major. Get up there and doing those speeches was like, the hardest ones were ones we couldn't use notes. I'm not really good was at memorizing this, what I want to say. Was this Toastmasters? No, but I've done that before. I've done Toastmasters. Like once or twice, but... Yeah. Um, Toastmasters is really good. Toastmasters national, national or maybe international. I know they definitely It is international. international. Yeah. Toastmasters, you ever heard of them? It's like a free 
in this, like maybe Ish. they have a free ish, yeah. Because like, mm-hmm. if you want to join, you have to pay dues and stuff. It's like a, a member, it's like a club. Okay. And basically, you have a book. And like, if you like really do it and like try to like improve your skills or whatever, you have to give like 10 speeches over the course of like a year. You kind of like, compete. Yeah, you compete and stuff. But it's, and like in your chapter, like they go to competitions, you get your speeches, you can win money, whatever. Mm-hmm. But how effective you are, how many times you, they'll, they'll count like if you go, um, yeah, count your, your own ums. counters. And then like some like ones that I used to go to, they would have like the word of the day. You wouldn't know what it was till you got there. Mm-hmm. You got extra points for incorporating that into your speech. Right. And so, um, but yeah, and so like, I'm glad that you shared that because it's like you had to work at it and you did get better. You had people coaching you up and that's like really beautiful. You know, that's one of the number one fears. I know, and that's why it's like. Statistically, the number one fear for Americans is, or I don't know if it's just Americans, but I know for people, I think it's Americans, but is the fear of speaking publicly. The second one is flying. But people would rather die on a plane before they would speak in front of a room <coughs> which makes zero sense to me because it's like girl just get there and read your paper but church is very implemental that's one thing i will say about church okay i know definitely black church is like when you go to church they would have those things sunday school the kids youth like i remember one time i seen the whole youth day take over the entire sermon so you got these three to ten year old kids <coughs> you just thought the same thought i thought yeah <laughs> but you would have like these um these preschool all the way up to high school kids taking over an entire sermon and actually doing a good job at it i mean i grew up in church most of my life but i do not like to publicly speak like that is not a thing of mine people when i used to tell people that they're like really i'm like yeah it freaks me out like just because you have like a relaxed vibe well i do but it's still it, I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing, but it freaks me out. And people used to, like, when I tell people, they're like, but you, you used to wait tables. Yeah. yeah. Are you talking to four people, not 400? That and it's acting. I literally am going up to someone for maybe 45 minutes, and I'm showing you my personality, which isn't really my personality. I'm, I'm, I, have to throw up, I have to go up an octave because I'm monotone, so I can't go up to my table and be like, Hey, welcome to so and so. My name is Nicole. I'll be taking. I cannot do that. So I have to throw up the. It's just. Anyway, I told somebody that I think I've even shared it with Zakira how much it freaks me out to publicly speak. Yeah, in my class, it was like an intro public speaking class. Like they taught us all the techniques, how to turn your nervous energy into excitement, blah blah, all that kind of stuff. But then, because I became a communication major. Okay. My senior had to take special occasion speaking. So, like, we had to practice, like, giving a eulogy. We had to practice, um... I've given one. That's my favorite. That's my most proudful work for my grandmother. Oh, okay. That was my best speech I've ever given. Like, I'm getting emotional even thinking about it. Because at the end... Oh, God. You want me to keep going? Okay. So we had to do our own. It was bad because we had to do our own eulogy. So it was like us getting up, get yes. We had to like get up as somebody else and give our own eulogy. And then um, I can't believe I'm. Why wouldn't you? It's your grandma. I didn't know your grandma. So let me just say this. Go ahead, finish. I'll tell you. But yeah, and so like, and then that's kind of how I got introduced to Toastmasters, and it was kind of unfair, but like whoever had the top grade in the class got to give a speech at graduation. I was going for myself, but every like 
out of the eight people in my class, four of them were on the forensics team, which is like the team that does speaking all the time. They do monologues and all kinds of stuff. I'm like, of course, one of y'all would get it. But it was just like really like a good experience just learning like the different types and like we, that's how I got used to Toastmasters because he was like, dude, everybody do Toastmasters. And yeah, so like, I get it and I'm trying to be more empathetic to people who weren't raised that way because everybody raised Most people friends. are not good at public speaking. Like, oh, let me tell you about my cousin. Love her to death, but I will never forget this as long as I live because this is one of the moments where it's like you have to like... You really have to reel it in. You can't be your authentic self. So we was in this program at church. And um, basically it was like a sexual health program. And so we went there like six, seven weeks. Every week we had to go for a meet, blah, blah. So at the end, like they had like a, it was like a graduation where everybody had to get up and say like something they took away, blah, blah. So I, I'll never forget. I was frying pork chops and forgot the thing was happening. So I rolled up in there in sweatpants, a t-shirt, and a flight jacket. And I know my, if my mom see me, she would have died. But one of at the house, and I was just like, oh, I got in my car and I was gone. And I knew I had to be at church. So I rolled up in there late, smelling like pork chops and everything, and got right up there and was like, I really appreciate the church for this program. And I learned that it's good to wait until you're married and blah, blah, thank you. And just went and sat down. Everybody clapped, blah, blah, Lord, my cousin, who is just as charismatic as I am, got up there and the words would not come out like you she talks all the time she got up there and nothing would come out stay right yes and then she started crying she had to turn around face the pulpit and everybody was like it's all right baby like, <laughs> right. that was me it's all right baby that was me with the midwives and it was but i ain't like, cry though it was like legit seven minutes with her just up there fidgeting and tearing up i'm like girl if you don't start but in my like my 16 year old self was laughing at her like, it was just like girl like i know like you was up here with me like was up here cracking jokes and everything and you can't get you talk all the time you can't get up here and tell these people two things you learn like stage fright is literally a thing like they even talk about it in certain books that i've read that people get clamped what i happened to me you get clammed up and what it is it's just like you're the pressure of entertaining these people but the one thing that they taught me was number one everybody who's there wants you to do good because they don't want you to waste their time so everyone sitting there is expecting and, and hoping that you're a good speaker because no one wants to be bored out out of their minds they and another are. thing this is one thing i do you probably see me do it at practice <laughs> i should be like i'm talking so let me stop that's because I don't like being interrupted. <coughs> but um, I will get, like if I'm nervous in front of who I'm talking to, I will get up there and be like, y'all, I'm nervous. I'm not prepared, but I'm gonna just get and I'll just go with it. That's like, something that I, I learned from my old one of my old mentors, Rich, and he was a very heavy set man, like huge, like, and he was, but he would start his speeches and say, I'm tall, dark. Fat, fine, and good looking. So he would address it in the be. He would address it in. Oh, did I just break this? <laughs> he would address it in and whatever his like what his normal insecurities would be. He would address it. He would like I'm fine, fat, black, and good looking. That's what he would say. I don't know. Well, I won't say that part. Just kidding. But. You know, that's something that is very effective. They talk about that in speaking, too. That if you just say whatever it is, like, I'm nervous, it's okay. It'll so make I've it... had, like, two situations where I've, like... Yeah. Where I've, uh, 
basically had stage fright. So the first one was, I was at church and we were like supposed to um, say something great about the pastor's wife. It was her birthday. And I, they got the video camera. They're like, okay, we're gonna put it on you. You're gonna say this. You know, say whatever you other in your heart. I'm like, okay. So I'm next to somebody else. The moment I saw that red light, I froze. The person next to me said whatever they said, and then she like kind of nudged me. And all I did was smile. I said nothing. See, I'm not the only one. Nothing. Except for James. See, this is the statistics. Out of three people, only one. I said nothing. Has natural. It's not. It's no Charisma. joke. Yeah. If that's a, day, a thing in D and D. So just to kind of give you a little tidbit, <coughs> we played Friday, and my character that I play is a bard, and so bards are like singers. I didn't think that was charisma, though. It is. Bards are singers, dancers, comedians, perform like they're performers, and they get like in D and D they're stereotyped at being like very flirtatious, very sexually promiscuous. Like they. What are they called? Bards. Bards. Bard. B a r d. A bard. Okay. Okay. And so like. When you're rolling your stats for a bard and you read it, you're not listening. I'm, yeah, I'm looking up charisma. Oh, charisma. Yeah. So, it, for a bard, they can cast spells. They use magic users. And their magic oh. is based off their music or whatever their performing talent is. Okay. Mm-hmm. And when you're rolling your stats, like bards are supposed to have high charisma because that's what they use to focus um, their spell casting. And like they're like the performer, so they naturally have to be able to engage a crowd. Or like if they're talking one on one to somebody, they have like special powers to charm them or to like fascinate them and stuff like that. Okay. So yeah, it's charisma. And you have Charisma it. is compelling attractiveness or charm that can inspire devotion in others. A divinely conquer wait, a divinely conferred power or talent. Well, I think charisma helps you be a speaker, but you can be charismatic and not a pub, good public Right, because it, it also helps with one-on-one. Like, you're really good one-on-one because you will go up and talk to anybody. Yeah. And that well, takes charisma. Yeah. Well, you, people can talk to anybody, but you actually engage people. Like, yeah, they I can't help you, it. Like, I but they actually help it. talk to you. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, and, and charismatic people have that natural drawing. But you can still be a terrible public speaker with charisma. Yep, sure can. Because you can be able to talk and vibe with people like this, but that's a totally, like if I stood up here and go, here everybody, can y'all download our podcast? I'd be so scared to do that. See, I wouldn't be scared. Like I've done crazy stuff. Now, Now I wouldn't be. But back in the day, I would imagine it, but wouldn't do it. Back to my eulogy, though. I won't cry now that I've finally calmed down, but I'm curious to know about the occasion speeches, but how I ended it was my grandma used to do this thing where before she would we would leave the house, she would go, tag, you're it, and then close the door. And then I would do stuff like, Grandma, I forgot my T-shirt. I forgot this. So it was like a game. They would say bye, hugs, all of that, but that was our game. And so the way that I ended it was, well, Grandma, you know how we always play last tag, but I got you. She couldn't get me back because she was gone. So I said, I got the last tag. Until we meet again, I want to give you this last tag. And that's how we ended it. That's beautiful. Yeah, she was dope. Excuse me, excuse me. Can I give you this? Just in case you know anybody who might want to play football. And that's my other card. Okay. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Have a good one. I already had it planned. That's I why I got him. I <laughs> give it to him, but I didn't want to interrupt him. So yeah, you take a couple of passes. Put y'all got a job board or like a board y'all can put stuff on. Yeah, please ask some girls if they want. If they scan this thing here, 
it'll give them the form to fill out. Tell Tiffany, she would be a great line. Oh, Mimi, she says she don't want to play. Mimi would be a great line too. Anyway, so like that's how I ended it. Like grandma, and I just talked about everything. It's so much stuff. My grandma is a, she would always have the camcorder out. So the pictures and stuff, I think I get that from her. She always wanted to take pictures. If I had a new boyfriend, she would sit there and show him all my freaking pictures. She had, I should ask my grandfather for the footage she used to have to see if I can convert it, but everything. Easter, Thanksgiving. Well, send them off to the people and they'll make them. They'll put them on the cloud and bake them in the DVD. Oh, really? I'm yeah, going to ask my grandfather called, that. But it's like, it's a couple businesses that he had. I'm about to write that down because I'm going to forget. But I would love for my granddad to let me do that. I talked about her consistency. She always had the same number. From the time I've known her to be my grandma till she died. She had the same cell phone number, same house number. That's why I've never changed my number since high school. She was just the bomb. She's never, the only thing she's ever said negative to me, and that wasn't even negative. She was like, Kira, I love you, baby, but you one hamburger away. That's how she basically told me I need to lose some weight. Don't you let them have convince you that you want to be blah, 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 blah. But, and she would see when I would, that's how she would say it. But she would always tell me, you sure know how to give a party, Kira. And you sure know how to do this. And yeah, she was, when she died, I left. I know. She died April, I was going October. Yeah, she was like the only reason why I was there. Yeah. That's beautiful. Yeah, she was the bomb. And when they asked me to do it, I was like, oh, hell, that was her first grandchild. So I don't know if I got special treatment because of that. Yeah. But I I have never met a woman that was more amazing than my grandma Joyce. I still got her shoes at my house. And they're really ugly. So if you ever see me wear them, I'm wearing them because I'm thinking about her or I'm missing her. I may go up and wear them today since I haven't cried about her in like three years. But yeah. Yeah, that was my grandma. Lord. Why you make that face? Because it's like smell. Very sensitive. I think I do smell it. Are you the one that don't like perfume? I like perfume, but I'm mindful of wearing it because, like, people have um, sensitivities to those things. Like, I think I was wanted to tell you about the light scent policy. Oh yeah, yeah, at your job. Yes, at my job we have a light. It's in the HR handbook. Every day, a light scent policy. Do not come up in the job bathing or Axe body spray or whatever the hell you got. Oh. Bath the body works. Do not. What? Speaking of baths, did you leave a bath wash at my house called, damn, what was that called? Oh, it's a Bath and Body Works one? I think I left it on purpose because I was tired of using it. Oh, it smelled. She came to my house once and took a shower because you stayed at night. Was it because you stayed right? And she came out. I was like, damn, Nicole, where you get that from? She was like, out your bathroom. And I'm like, what? Then I looked like. This might be my mom's because I don't never use that shower. But then I was like, and I asked my mom, she said it wasn't me. So I, it had to be Jay. That shit's, girl, you done gave me life. You're welcome. It smells really good. Thank you. You only do bath and body works? No. Oh, okay. I'll bathe with dollar soap. As long as I'm clean, I don't care. I, you know the funny thing? My favorite soap that's like a dollar is zest. I feel so clean when I use zest. That's what their motto was. You're zestfully clean. <coughs> What? You sing the song when you think you're clean. Yeah. You don't know you're clean until you're zestfully clean. Bring back jingles. 
I know. Where is the marketing um, people? Marketing um, people, bring back jingles. What would you do for a call night bar? bar. <laughs> it works. It works. It works. Once you pop, you can't stop. What about the fun? Don't stop. What? Once you pop the fun, don't Won't stop. Once you pop, it's a fun don't stop. I don't know if I know that one. Pringles. Pringles. Sorry, Pringles. <laughs> don't, don't say sorry. Don't say sorry. Say I apologize. Don't what say I apologize. Right. That's not something to apologize for. for. Yeah, you're right. We just said the same thing. <laughs> is, that, is that a key in your ear? Yeah. Something oh, I just didn't know. How about that? There are a lot of things that people don't know. Please, like, let me put a disclaimer out. Please be say my, it. Be my associate friend partner. Thank you. We'll be friends I am not intentionally scared. I don't want nobody to be scared of me. I don't want haters. Like, people like, oh, I need 100 haters by tomorrow. I hate that. Me like, too. don't hate me. Why do you want haters? I know that my knowledge can be intimidating, but there are plenty of things I don't know. Oh, there are plenty of things I don't know. You would scare me. You would scare me. I don't know if I would have. I don't know if you give that vibe though. I'm glad. If I don't, I'm glad because I don't want to. You don't give it intimidating. You don't give the. I would no. Okay. The only person I think that would be intimidated by your what you say is someone who's insecure about what they don't know. What they don't know, right? Cause there are a lot oh, okay. of things I know. I've learned that over the years. It's like I just know a lot. Just working, watching stuff. Like, I have a lot of different interests, and then like those build off of one another. Like the whole D and D thing. Like I've learned a lot about like how that translates into life. Like everybody got it. Like it's kind of like so. If, when you're making your character, you have to roll your dice to find out like what you're good at, what you're not good at. That's like when God make you. He gonna roll the dice, make it like do we gotta do. He's gonna give you things that you're good at, things that you're not good at. And see, in D&D, as you level up and get experience points, you can increase your abilities. Just like in life, when you have experiences, it builds your abilities. So, yeah. But it's just like, and like random knowledge, I think like I used to watch, I, as a child, I was watching grown folks stuff. Like, not necessarily like vulgar or nothing, but just things that were geared to adults. I like, love Jeopardy trivia. Like, I just like knowing things. And I, I guess that kind of stems from my childhood too because if you were the dumb child you were automatically an outcast and that like it wasn't even just in my family it was like any children's social circle like no one wanted to be the dumb one no one wanted to be the one that didn't know right so but i mean i was a very i guess you could consider me a geek in school i used to get straight a's and Till I got to high school is when I kind of veered off. Not because of <coughs> me not being able to be academically intern. I guess I became angry from certain things that I was experiencing as a teenager that I probably shouldn't have been experiencing. So I veered off. But I love information. Like that's why I can't be with somebody. A romantic relationship, I will get disinterested if you don't feed me mentally. Or at least if we can have a conversation like if there's no and I think that's why my last relationship I was so intrigued because even though it kind of got top not kind of it did get toxic I used to learn in that relationship I learned a whole nother language re- recipes experience a different place so that was what probably was the most intriguing thing but if I can't learn from you I'm not gonna probably like you but I do but even on my own it doesn't even have to be from a person 
I'm naturally a geek. Like just now, I needed to know what charismatic meant. Because I know what it means, but I wanted to make sure that I knew knew what it means, if that makes sense. Yeah, and then like come to find out, you read the definition, it won't even the right word. Are you for... leaving? No. But oh. I'll take it though. Okay, <laughs> if you know anybody who might want to play football, and that's my personal card. If you know Thank you. Alright, nice to see you. Yeah, and then even you looking at the definition made me realize that that wasn't the right word for what we were talking about. Right. See, we both learned. Both learned something. <laughs> even though it could be true that charismatic people are very good at public speaking, there is some other people who are great at public speaking who has no charisma. Like Peter. What is it? Peter or Paul? In the Bible, it used to put people to sleep. <clears throat> One of them used to talk so melatonin that he would put people to sleep. But because the subconscious mind still takes in when you're asleep, he still was an effective leader. I can't it might remember. have been Paul because he was an apostle and he would go around establishing churches. So he was always talking to people. He was always talking, but I remember somebody like fell out of a tree because he was so boring. He fell asleep and fell out of a tree. Oh, yeah. I think that was Paul. Because Peter was the denier. Yeah, Peter was the one who said, I don't believe in. Yeah, so it was Paul. Well, I don't know. I don't know Jesus. Oh, that story upsets me because it, it reminds me of people nowadays. It what was you like, mean? So the story of how Peter denied, it was little. So Jesus knew he was about to get arrested, blah, blah, blah. So he was telling his disciples, like, y'all ain't about to come take me up out of here. Like, just, just chill out for a little bit. But Peter, I know you've been with me this whole time, but you're going to deny me three times before sunrise. I know you hate to hear it, but I know it's going to happen. Peter was like, no, not me. Not me. Not me, Jesus. Not me. Not me. Uh-uh. I'm your, I'm your right hand, man. The, the Bible doesn't really give a timeline, but it was, it was this was like evening, and it was gonna happen three times before sunrise. Right. And it was like the first, like the way it reads is like he walked away from that place, literally walked around the corner. And somebody was like, "Hey, you was with Jesus?" He was like, "No, I won't." You just said this. You, he round the corner. <laughs> and then somebody else asked him, and he was like, "Y'all got the wrong person. Y'all not talking about me." And then the third person asked him, he got mad. He was like, stop putting my name in there with Jesus. I don't know him, blah, blah, blah. And right then, the rooster crowed and he knew that what Jesus said was real. He was so I wonder why people do that. Why do people do that? That's a great question. Like, and it just, it'd be like, I don't know. It is, I, I mean, I guess in Jesus' case, like, he was about to get arrested and die. And so it was like, well, you ain't about to arrest me and crucify me either. So I'm just, huh. But it's just Do you like, think that would have happened, though? It could have, because they, like, they knew who the disciples were. It was 12 of them. They knew, like, if you was rolling with the same 12 people all the time, they would know, oh, that she was E, she was E, he was E. Yeah, that's mark. And so, um, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Like, people do weird things for, uh, like, plenty of reasons. But it was like, they say the people closest to you hurt you the worst. It's just sure like, and Jesus knew it and was still like, I still love you. Like, you my boy, I'm not going to deny you, but you're going to deny me. And it happened. It was just like, oh. So it's just so powerful to still love people that you know. That's powerful. I mean, I, I, I guess I can, I can do that. I can't tolerate them, though. But I can't love you from a distance. Like, I don't want... A distance? From a long-ass distance. 200 plus miles, please. Long distance. Long, long distance. <laughs> Trying to think of a question. I don't know if I've ever <clears throat> been hurt like that. <coughs> like what? Like somebody really close to you just like cut you deep. I mean the friendship I told you about, but honestly, 
think so. But I, mm, like what? Like family? Like what uh, Peter did to Jesus. <coughs> like and Jesus just left and left him in spite of mm. him denying him. I mean, I, you love people. I don't know if I've ever been hurt like that. <coughs> Where someone denied me or I denied them? Not even denied, but Just like, like betrayal. Just betrayal. Shit. Fuck, I got a whole list. <laughs> I don't think me. I've ever been like, but yeah, I have once that I can really think of my first roommate in, when I moved here. Like, she was just awful. Like, she really needed therapy. I realized later that she was a user and she didn't she used me in ways but she really used me she really and I remember like when we decided or she decided she needed to move out like she went about it in like a real raggedy way and I did feel betrayed because I thought we were friends but I later realized that because the woman she was dating at the time like was giving her everything she needed including encouragement and she was like, oh, I'm about to go get this job, blah, blah. And so she got the job she wanted, making a significant amount more money. So she felt like she could move out and get her own place. And she wanted to move closer to her job. But it's just like the way she went about it, it was just real dirty. And I remember um, the table, the dining room table was hers, my placemats, and I had some candle holders on there. So she sold the table. But she didn't take my stuff off of it before she sold She gave it to the guy who bought the table. No. No. I'm like, so where are my placements? She was just like, oh. <laughs> I mean, they were, they were gifts, which was why I was more mad because it's not like money lost, but those were gifts from my people back in Maryland. How are you oh, not considerably? Because she didn't care. Damn, that's fucked up. She just wanted her money. And like, we were on the out, but she just didn't care. Like, and I was being petty because I knew when the guy showed up and I could have like walked out there and been like, hey, let me get the stuff. Which now I probably would have done that. But this was five years ago. I was a different woman then. I was betrayed many times. Like, I don't, I don't want to sound like a sad kid. I'm not sad about it. I believe everything in life. I think that's why I'm so positive. Because it's like, I mean, I have my moments. But I remember my first betrayal was this girl in high school. Because, you know, back in the day, you uh, long distance was a thing. You had long distance, you, you had was to rich. Pay the long distance. Like, if you had long distance, you was balling. So my parents ain't have long distance at the time. And my boyfriend was in Hillside. So Hillside is like equivalent to Raleigh to Garner. Maybe, yeah, like Garner. And she would do three-way for me to talk to him. And when I would hang up, she would call him back after we hung up. Yes, she would call him back after we hung up. The way that I found out was her reaction she told somebody who told somebody else and then um i think what, what happened is she did a three-way with him with another friend that i didn't under not under my um not not to my knowledge but then they used to do this thing back in the day where you three-way someone don't say nothing right. yeah mute it right and Woo. so i heard her i heard her talking to him but she didn't know that the her her friend was telling, was trying to show me, like, yeah, that's how I found out. We had a big fight, too. It was hard. Oh, I remember the day. I waxed oh. her ass. Showed it. Right in front of her mama. But then her mom jumped in and kind of beat me up. But then, then uh, Fred was horrible. Mom jumped in. We were, yeah, yeah, she did. She jumped in that fight. I, 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 and then my friends didn't want to hit her. 
because that's her mom. Yeah, and then my mom, we lived right around the corner from each other. Then my mom went over there, and it was just a ghetto mess. I was like, you a little trifling bitch. You know, I was so, I didn't even have kids then. So it was kind of like, yeah. I've had a friend put something in my drink, pass out. But yeah, the only reason why I knew that, because he recorded me, whatever he did to me. And the reason why I know for a fact that. And he is free walking around? No, he went to jail for a while, not because of me. Oh. I well, didn't put him in jail. Oh my God. Yeah, Amen. he was in jail for a long time. And the crazy part was that I didn't think it was true because he knows I would never mess with him. But he, my cousin was messing with her, his friend. It was like a group. You know how groups are back in the day? That's your friend and that's your cousin. Y'all kind of mess around, whatever. But then he was like, no, they got a video. They got a video. So me, at the time, I was with my kid's father. That's another reason why nobody thought he would do that. Because in Plainfield, they have like sex. Sixth Street, Third Street, the East End. You don't mess with an East End guy doing that to me and my boyfriend's from Third Street. You, you, so anyway, we were just out. I still didn't really believe it. And I was like, um, my, my kid's father was like, yo, yo, I won't say his name, but yo, yo, let's call him Tom. That's not his name, but yo, yo, Tom, what's up? And he ran, he ran for his life. You would have thought that he saw the police and he had a whole brick of crack on him. That's how fast that man. He jumped over a gate. That's how fast he ran. Brick of crack. Like a like a hurdle too. Like it wasn't like he just jumped and climbed. No, he jumped like boom over it. the Yeah. And Eddie tried to catch him but he couldn't catch him because I guess the guy was scared. And that's how I knew for a fact at that moment that it, it was happened. true. Hey. Yeah. That was crazy. Oh, he got a And it's funny because I saw his picture online like a decade ago. And I had that, I hope you burn up in hell feeling, but I recently, just three days ago, saw him online, and I had no hurt feeling towards him. I actually felt bad for him, because that's pretty pathetic. That's how you know you know the boy. Yeah, that's really pathetic that you would, and and it's weird, I know this sounds weird, but please understand me when I say this, that I actually saw him and thought of it as a compliment, that you saw so low of yourself that you had to be with me to the point that you would drug me like damn dude that's that's a compliment to me and it just shows how terrible you are i know that's like another level it's been over 20 years that that happened you know i think i was maybe 15 14 maybe oh he had to die sorry so let me i never told my parents though let let me ask y'all this because i feel like i don't know because you know how people like on the internet be like, yeah, I woke up this morning and I chose violence and they just like start talking about whatever. I feel like one day I'm gonna like legit choose violence on somebody. And I've never been in a fight in my life. Never? I've never. Cause I was scared of getting trouble, so I never fall. Never. But I've never like been in a situation where I would have to anyway. Even as an adult, I'm not the fighter type, but the older I get, the more trap music I listen to. <laughs> Stop listening to trap music. Yo, I be ready to cut anybody. And I'm just like, yo, you cannot live your life this way. And it's like, and it, I know where this first started. And I usually feel this way about characters on TV. Not people in real life sometimes. But did y'all um, watch Empire from the beginning? Yes. yes. No. No. Yeah. I never wrote, wrote Empire. So... Like season two, like in season two, they found out Lucius wasn't gonna die. Right. 
And so that's when he really started being terrible, like doing all his backstab stuff, blah, blah. And every episode, I was like, they got to kill Lucius. They got to kill Lucius. Lucius is the that's main character, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I was like, they got to kill him. Like, the son killed him. Cookie killed him. Somebody got to kill him. Right. And now every time I'm watching TV or something and somebody does something even slightly disrespectful to a character I like, I was like, oh, they got to kill him. And that also comes from Game of Thrones. I watch uh, like Game of Thrones on loop on repeat. Game of Thrones is not I couldn't finish watching it. But they like somebody die every episode. Okay. And so it's like, oh, now that I know it's gonna happen, when I see somebody do something jacked up, I was like, oh, you gonna get yours in season five. Have you ever had a fight, Nicole? A physical fight? I was in seventh grade and I fought the girl because she was calling me fat. And really, <clears throat> I fought her. <coughs> After the fact, like, so she used to tease me. She was way skinnier than me. I'll never forget it. She used to walk around, tap her stomach. She's like, You want to be skinny like me? Oh. And I wasn't like 